Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. One of the coolest things that I get to experience in my journey on amplifying is connecting with other rockstar professionals, influencers who are at the top of their game, who serve a similar mission of helping inspire and empower businesses and entrepreneurs to thrive. Now, I met today's guests at an event and it was really inspiring because she shares similar values. She is dynamic. She has a great presentation. She's an influential keynote speaker, and she's a leader when it comes to helping those in the mortgage and lending lending industry really amplify their business. She's an author, uh, course creator, and uh, Amazon bestseller as well. (laughs) And I'd like to welcome her to Growth Amplifiers. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Jen Duplessis. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you too, Kenny. And listen, by the way, I was so impressed with you at Life, the Life event down in Atlanta. And it was exciting to get out, don't you think, given the fact that we were all in COVID. I was just so excited to get on an airplane and like be with people. And, uh, you know, just really impressed with you as well, which is why, you know, we're here today. We're here today. Awesome sauce. You know what? I've told people <laughs> I've spent way too much time with my cat this year. <laughs> and- yeah. While Zoom is great, it gives us the ability to do things like this. Yeah, uh, being able to connect in person and getting the energy is is amazing, and that's one of the things I really liked about your presentation. You were telling stories, um, you were giving out energy. You can feel the crowd getting into it, and you were get really dropping out off some great bombs of information that could change the trajectory of you know someone's business and career, and that's one of the things I really like when having a keynote or an influencer speak. It's great to have stories, but it's also great to get uh, really cool information that can help you out with your business. And I know that you're bringing some of that cool information here today, but before we get into those um, amplifying action tips, if you could start us off by telling us a little bit about your story. How did you get to do what you're doing now? What is, what is your journey to becoming the rockstar professional you are today? Oh, well, first of all, it's a long journey, so I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, the, the, the basis of everything is that I had a 35-year career in the mortgage lending space, you know, being in the top um, 1% for 15 years and in the top 200 for several years, um, and not 200%, 200 people. And when you look at the scope of what, what we have in the mortgage industry, and today we have 500,000 loan officers Back then we had almost 800,000 to be in the top 200 people, you know, it's quite a feat. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it takes a lot of work, but it wasn't easy, right? I walked in, in the horrible footsteps of doing everything wrong for many, many years. And, you know, one night I was at dinner with my family and had to take a phone call like we always do, you know, taking care of our client Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm out there walking on that concrete balance beam that we've all walked on outside of a, a store, or restaurant, having a chit chat with a client, nodding at people as they're walking in and out. And I happened to glance over into the 
uh, window of the restaurant and lo and behold, my family was in there laughing and having fun and creating all these memories, but I wasn't in them. Oh. And that was the tipping point for me. That was the point where I said enough, enough proving in my life. And that stemmed from my childhood, just always feeling like I have to prove to people. Um, and I started living. I started saying, okay, I've got to figure out a way to live. And at the time, I was doing 50 million a year, which is really good volume. And as a lender, it puts you in that top percent, top 1%. But I was working ridiculous hours and nothing was more important than, you know, climbing this ladder of success. One as a woman, but the other just proving to my family that I was going to be worth something. Uh, Cause they called me Jenny who ain't got a penny. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I knew I had to change. So over the course of the next couple of years, that's what I did. I started developing a code to crack, you know, and so it's called cracking the top producer code. How did I crack that code to go into, you know, this massive success? And the result was that I actually worked way less, way, way less um, and did twice as much business. So I got my priorities in, in uh, straightened up, right? I mastered right. my priorities so that I can master my life. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I, I chose my path. I chose my path to leave lending at a certain period once I hit a billion dollars in funding. And um, now I want to share with other people how they can succeed and get there and have that life, you know, that an unbelievable life while they have an unbelievable business. I applaud that. <laughs> oh, I have you an know. emoji for that, I'm sure. Emoji? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for my little emojis, right? Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> I love those. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Napoleon Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Think, think and Grow Rich. Yep. And, you know, he studied some of the most successful people and looked at their success habits. Yeah. You read the book and it's great foundation, but when you're in your industry, <laughs> yeah. you know, how to apply that in your industry and yeah. that's that's really challenging and people get lost in translation and yeah. that's that's where someone like yourself who has kind of been through that journey and experienced it and learned what to tweak and adjust yeah. to be effective and efficient so yes. um if we can take a moment to kind of dial into what do you think some of the biggest misconceptions or challenges that people in your industry um you know, the, the mortgage industry really are making as they come in into that career or as they're trying to grow that are holding them back. And, and while you're sharing that, I want the uh, listeners or viewers <laughs> to understand <laughs> that although we're talking about mortgage, a lot of these concepts will, will relate in other industries as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And as you were asking the question, I'm thinking, well, it's not just mortgage because I coach real estate agents. I coach, coach investors and entrepreneurs on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, because I'm an entre entrepreneur, right? right. I, I apply these practices to all of my businesses. And, um, you know, the, it's not, I don't even know that it's a misconception mm -hmm. in any business. I think what happens is that we, um, we grow up or not grow up, but it's through attrition. You know, we're, we're a really good widget maker. So we decide we want to be a widget maker owner. Right. right. Or we're a really good loan officer. We want to be a manager, an owner of a mortgage company. It's the same with a real estate company. I think that the path is, is inaccurate. You know, I think there's something called the four stages of growth, you know, and it's formulation, concentration, momentum, and stability. And some people are out there saying there's five stages and the fifth stage would be success. I don't go there because I, it's not a destination. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We've heard that a thousand times. Success is not a destination. It's not, okay, now I'm successful, so I'm done. Right? right. It's it's just part of the journey. So um, but what a lot of people want is they want stability without going through the other stages. And there's just no way to do it. You can be thrust into it. And for example, right now with lending and, and real estate, because of COVID and rates are really low, people that were doing poorly, I mean, gosh, a year ago, they were singing the blues. And now they're saying, I've had the best year ever. Check me out, you know, giving themselves high fives. But my fear is they were thrust into this momentum without having the formulation and concentration. So what will happen when rates go up? What will happen when the market changes? We don't know what's going to happen with, we don't even know who we're going to have for president. I think we're going to have one. I don't know. Maybe we'll have Nancy Pelosi when it's all said and done. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, So they're all riding high and and that's a problem. Um, So if there's a misconception, it's, you know, seeing momentum because the market gave you momentum, not because you've created a foundation. And this is where, you know, again, Napoleon Hill, people were like, oh, I want to get the book Think and Grow Rich. If I think, I'll grow rich. It's not that. It's a mindset mm. of how you think. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that, you know, helps with answering the question. But, but, you know, for me, it stems down into core values. Everything is core values. We are doing activities for the sake of doing activities. It's like eating soup with a fork and we're never oh. full and we're just exhausted. Um, and we're chasing what everybody else thinks is our dream. You know, that having a big house and a yacht and a Lamborghini and all this stuff, it, we think that that's what success is because someone else told us that. So it's stepping back and saying, well, what is success to me? Because it may not be those things and I'll never be happy. If I get them. If I get what everybody else wants, I'll never be happy. So what is it for me? Um, is it money? Is it time? Is it, you know, the, the ability to uh, leisurely travel, you know, really assessing what is important to you. And when you have that, that core, then all of your activities are going to be purposeful, right? You have a path mm-hmm. and you have a purpose and it's intentional and you can breathe a little bit, <laughs> right? And not just be running amok. Clarity. Yeah. Very important. Yes, it is. (laughs) And I know I've fallen for that, uh, I guess, distraction path of having others, their shiny objects, and you Mm -hmm. just are kind of following along, thinking you're doing what you need to do. Yeah. But there comes that time when you may realize that's not really what I want. That's not really who I am. And then you question yourself, who am I? <laughs> right. Well, that was the restaurant for me. Mm-hmm. That was outside the restaurant. I, I, I was done just running amok. You know, I was t- done doing everything that everyone told me I should be doing and said, you know, I don't really need to be doing all of that. I need to be doing what I need to be doing to get where I need to go, but I needed to slow down to figure it out. So as people are maybe feeling that feeling of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's kind of like the feeling that you're, you may be feeling if mm-hmm. you're running really hard, you're not getting to where you want to go and you don't know what's getting in your way. Like, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. And so when people are getting into that space, what should they consider doing that can help them maybe get a better clarity on where they want to go and mm-hmm. start beginning to take the actions and making the changes to, to move forward in that path? 
Yeah. Well, again, it is clarity. I mean, that's one of the five um, principles that I teach, right? Is the first mm. one is clarity. <laughs> and, right. Um, and again, that is core values, you know, assessing where your core values are, figuring out what fulfills you so that you can get more of it. And, um, you know, and I, and I think, uh, you know, really figuring out what it is that attracts people to you um, so that you can deliver just what they're, what they're looking for. And so if you're selling everything to everybody, you're selling nothing to no one. Right. Right. And I think that that's where the, the problem stems. And I always say, slow down to speed up instead of speeding up to slow down. It means taking a step back. It means having an assessment and it's not 24 hours. It's over time, right? right. A, a period of time, but you have to dedicate the time to doing it um, to figure out, you know, what really is important to me? Where do I really want to go in life? Um, and how do I bridge the gap to get there instead of kind of squirreling around, you know, for different ways and different patterns, like you said, the distractions, the, the shiny objects and, and things like that. Um, so decision-making, and, and this isn't just for small entrepreneurs, big guys do this too. They look at every decision that they make step, goes back to what is their mission. That's why they do mission statements. Right. Does this serve the mission that I have for my company? And so certainly you could look at that. But as individuals, if we're, if we're solopreneurs, right? Um, and I, I believe that mortgage and real estate agents are solopreneurs. So I always look at it in that way. But if that truly is the case, in order to make decisions, you have to go back to those core values. So an example would be, you know, if you say, <laughs> it's funny because I, I ask people, so do you know your core values? And people don't, they don't know. That's the first problem, right? What? Don't know. Yeah. But they'll say, uh, family? And, and it's a question. Right. And I, and I go, well, I don't know. Is that a question or is it a core value that have conviction for? Right. And uh, so the problem is if, and a lot of people do say family is one of their cores, right. But if family is a core, then why are you working till 11 o'clock at night? Why are you working all hours? Why are you putting your family second and your business first? And so it's creating, it's recognizing that setting up triggers so you can recognize it, but then it's also setting up boundaries around it so that when you make a decision, as to whether or not you're going to meet a client at eight o'clock at night or on a Saturday or a Sunday, that you go back to the core and say, how does this affect my core? And so every decision can be made that way. And one of my cores, for example, is stability. Mm -hmm. um, stability of time and stability of money. And so every decision that I make is, it does this disrupt my time so that now I get stressed because we're all running around in that, you know, the lizard brain of fight or flight. And that state of fight or flight is what creates heart attacks, stroke, and you won't feel it today, but you will feel it 10, 15 years from now. So we have to be able to lower that, mm. take some breathing, right? Get into that state so that we can make better decisions. And so for me, if stability is mine, and I think, you know, can I, can I shove that in? And we say that all the time. Can I cram that into my schedule? The answer for me is there's no need to cram it in to stress me out because it doesn't serve my stability of time. And the same thing holds true with the shiny object. Should I buy that new app, that new toy that, and it, gosh, with all the technology that we're surrounded with right now, right? Should right. I buy the new camera and the new this and the new lights and, and all these things? And it has to go down to how does that affect the stability of my financial picture? And so it's easy to make decisions 
and and go down a very direct path rather than just uh, meandering, you know, as much as I see people do all the time, shifting, shifting, pivoting, pivoting. I hate that word pivot because it's it means turn around. I'm talking about one degree changes that make it, significant impacts. And that's probably one of the biggest insidious things that I see with the people that are challenged to achieve their potential is the is too much bumblebee flight of the yeah. bumblebee all over the place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I admit, I, I really learned how to fly like a bumblebee yeah. on my and journey. Well, listen, I was too until I that <laughs> night at the restaurant. <laughs> right. and I want to double down on what you just stated, some of the, the bombs you're dropping here, because people sometimes will think, oh yeah, I've written out my values. I, I have a mission statement, but I just want to double down on you really got to use these tools. Yes. Use these tools to help you kind of create that, that framework, that focus, like a train that's not on a track isn't really effective, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so if yeah. you can get, get your train on a track and, and stay focused, that's how you really build momentum. And then you can become unstoppable. Yeah. So, so those exercises that you talked about, the values and the mission, if you're listening and you say like, oh, I've kind of done that. I kind of have that. If you're not knowing them, using it, decisions by them, <laughs> using it, yeah. then then take a, a step back. And if you haven't done it before, definitely, you know, connect with someone that can guide you through that process. Like Jen, she has a uh, really strong, um, refined process to help you get that clarity. Um, and it's really powerful. So we talked about clarity a little bit, and there's one other thing I wanted to chat about that I thought you had really had good knowledge on too is, is conversions. Yeah. Um, you have some really great insights with that. So if you could just share a couple, couple tidbits wonderful <laughs> tidbits. Yes. And, and I know this is your, yeah, this is your specialty. So I don't want to, I don't want to step on your toes, but so I, I just want to share, you know, my perspective on right. this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I talked to a lot of people, there's, there's two aspects of this. One is that in business, we have a tendency to think linear, Mm -hmm. um, which is so counterintuitive to me because my degree is in architectural design and construction engineering, right? So I'm very logical linear thinker, which is why I built tons of systems, right? Right. But, but when it comes to business, we, we tend to think I got a lead, I closed the deal. I got a lead, I closed the business, right? And now it's done. Mm -hmm. And we actually refer to people that we've closed business um, with as past clients, mm -hmm. as if they're gone now. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to just, you know, have some, have you all consider and entertain the thought of having an infinity, right? An infinity, a, a movement, a constant movement. And on one side is all of your marketing and your branding and your client attraction and your, your market influencing, you know, to be an expert, to draw the people into your system. And the other side is the actual system, how you create a, cl a client experience that creates loyalty and I call them alumni clients because what happens with alumni? They tell everyone about their school and they come back with money to donate, right? right. So that means they'll come back into your system. So if you think of it, um, you know, in, in this, you know, sort of infinity, then you will always, always, always have clients as long as you nurture them and not neglect them. <laughs> right. And, um, so when I'm talking to people about, uh, well, so let me stay in that, that phase there. So I believe that what we have as a result of this is mm -hmm. acres and acres of diamonds. And there's a book about this, oh, wow. um, acres of diamonds, a really small. In fact, I have it always have it here. It's oh, just cool. a tiny little book. 
right? It's just a tiny little thing, tons of words though in it, right? But I'm going to give you the crypt notes on it. Basically, this guy says, you know, hey, there's diamonds being found all over the world. So he decides to sell his house or his property in his house. And he takes all of his wealth and he travels the world trying to find diamonds and diamonds and diamonds. And years later, he comes back and he's poor, comes back to his town, happens to drive by his property that he had. And that man is wealthy. And all that happened was that instead of having his binoculars on looking around and looking around for new, 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 which of course we do, we need mm -hmm. new business, mm -hmm. but just, I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. Yet all he had to do is dig into what he already had, acres of diamonds right beneath us. And so that's what conversions are about for me. So if someone says, you know, I need more business, I need more business. I would, I would suggest looking at five things. Look at your service skills because that's a reason why you're not converting. Are you getting back to people fast enough? Are you serving them or are you <laughs> like a cat on a marble's floor, right? In oil, constantly <laughs> scrambling around for distractions and bumblebee and you're just crazy busy and things slip through the cracks. So how are your service skills? What are your sales skills like? Mm -hmm. The sale, your actual sales skills, not allowing you to convert more people. What are your system skills? Maybe you've talked to people, but then you, you, you drop the ball, right? What are your mm -hmm. service skills? What are your style skills? And what I mean by the style skills is, you know, what are you doing to bring business to you, attract business so that the conversion's higher because it's coming from a reputable source mm. rather than leads, 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 right? Oh, I got to right. buy more leads. So when you have someone who's referring, you're already sold, right? It's easier to convert. So, so what are your si style skills to uh, eliminate the white noise out there and become someone who's known as an expert and niche in? And then last but not least is what is your source skills? Where is the business coming from? You have to analyze that. Um, you know, I call it the Savannah syndrome because I had a realtor that gave me 67 referrals one year, which is a lot. And we closed zero. Uh -uh. And it wasn't that I, and, and I, it wasn't my sales skills because I didn't even get a chance to talk to these people. It was the way she was referring me that I had to have a come to Jen meeting with her. <laughs> <laughs> and the next year she referred me seven and we closed five. So it was the way the source was referring, or sometimes it is the source. And, you know, maybe it isn't buy leads on Zillow, buy, you know, go to Google or do Facebook ads. Maybe it's not that. So if you look at those five areas, you can really change the way that you convert. But most importantly, is you already have it in your hands, you got the lead. Now let's look at how we dig a little closer and better to improve and, you know, take ourselves to a new altitude. Very important. And like a lot of the things we talk about on the show, sometimes you can easily overlook it and think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. I'll give yeah. an example. <laughs> there was a plumber I was talking to, he'd been in business for 30 years, he was seeing his business on the decline, and just asked, Are, do you happen to market to your, your past or you know, current customers? Alumni. Right, your alumni? <laughs> alumni and he's like, no, no. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense in my industry that if they have a, you know, a clog or a broken pipe, they can call me. Um, what am I gonna do, like put half price on clogged toilets or something? And I was like, well, you need to think about it because other people are going to be marketing to your, your clients and, and customers, your alumni, right? And if you don't stay in contact with them, maybe they 
don't remember who they used. Maybe they can't find your phone number. Yeah. Find your phone number. Maybe that someone else has an offer. And if you're not staying in in contact, you, that's probably why you're losing some of that business because other people are going after it. Yeah. Just doubling down on that. Yeah, I know. I think so too. And, uh, you know, I always say if you're not in front of your clients, someone else is. So it's always a scramble for me to get in front of my clients, right? Because <laughs> if I'm not there, some they're turning the channel, right? Somebody mm-hmm. else is watching, watching that. But I think you know, also with that, with that particular situation, you know, is that they that sometimes, and I, I don't know this plumber, right? But this plumber sometimes they don't have a full sense of what they are offering. They think that it's um, this one thing. I mean, I could be I could be doing that and say, well, back then when I was in lending. All I offer is loans, but I could be offering lots and lots of things, you know, mortgages under management. I could be offering education for my real estate agents. There's a lot of things that I could be offering other than give me a loan, give me a loan, I'll do it and get it done. And then on I go. And then I'm still looking for more referrals, right? And that's, ta- that's time consuming and it's taxing. And that's why people focus on their business and not on their personal lives, you know? And um, so for someone like him, it's really figuring out where is his value? You know, where is the vet, not just his core, but where is his value in this? Could he be offering classes on how to maintain his, his, uh, you know, all of your systems yourself instead of waiting to call me? And I'm not saying that that, and that would, because I think the plumber would think, well, that'll take business out of my pocket, but they're not getting the business anyway. By right. doing that, now they tell their friends, right. hey, one of the things I love about this guy is X, Y, and Z. And the bottom line is things are going to happen. Um, so there's a lot of different avenues that he could do to dig into his acres of diamonds. He's just, he's just saying, Hey, got a diamond, took care of it next, not digging in there. Right. So speaking of diamonds, you have some diamonds that you like to share with people. And if those people who have been listening in say, Hey, this, this lady knows her stuff. Um, and wants (laughs) to learn more about you or some of the gems that you offer. Um, tell us how people can find out more about you and some of the cool things that you've got going on right now. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, I do have a podcast. I have two podcasts. Actually, now I'm thinking I have three. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I have a podcast called Mortgage Lending Mastery. Um, it's the longest running podcast in that space. In fact, we're going to be celebrating six years, January 1st. So I'm a veteran in this industry, which is crazy. You know, when you think back on podcasts, I feel like they've been around for a long time, but they've really only been around for seven and a half years or so. Um, so anyway, so yeah, Mortgage Lending Mastery. Um, it's great to listen to some of the things I'm talking about because I don't spend my entire time talking about mortgages. In fact, we don't talk about the technical things of mortgages at all. Um, and then my second podcast that I released this year is called Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And there we explore people's trials and tribulations, you know, as they go from, from everything from success to significance. Um, and the glass ceilings that we all break through, the aha moments that we have, you know, in life. And so we explore that. And then getting real with realtors is what I do Facebook Live, getting real with realtors with gender pluses. And I explore real estate agents and, and their world and, and what they're doing. So that's, that's some of the fun stuff that, that I'm doing, you know, on the podcast side, obviously, in the speaker. I'm an author, you know, so yeah, I have, um, so my best-selling book is Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of a, I've always said this, it's a soup for the soul. There's not a single chapter that's more than two and a half pages long. Um, this is the how. We all know what we need to do, but a lot of people don't get there because they're looking for the how. So each chapter says, all right, here's what you want to do, and here's how to do it, and here are the action items, now go do it. So 
um, real exciting about, you know, about that particular book. This book's been out for about four years now. And then last week, um, I collaborated with a few people. This is my seventh collaboration. Um, and all of them have gone number one, but this book went number one in nine categories last week. And it's called Win or Learn, The Naked Truth. And it's uh, mortgage women, uh, women mortgage professionals who came together to bear their souls about their stories of, you know, the rise in a male-dominated industry um, and to their success. And some of us talked about men and some of us didn't. I talked about my, uh, the power of pennies. You mm. told me I didn't have any and I was going to show you how I can be powerful with pennies. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so those are some of the things that we're doing. But, you know, to, to get in touch with me, the best way is just to go to jenducluses.com. And, you know, you can send me an email and I promise I'll respond. Super cool. Jen, thank you for coming on and contributing to Growth Amplifiers. You got some great things to think about if you've tuned in, listen to this and I encourage you again, don't just listen and say, oh, that was nice. I want to listen and apply. It's all about what we're looking to do here. Keep on taking new actions, achieve new results. So Jen, thanks for uh, contributing and looking forward to Thank connecting you. with you again in the near future. Any final words you'd like to share? No. Well, yeah, I'm going to share. I'm going to share a quote with you. We flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests, but we deal many a thoughtless blow to those we love the best. Get your priorities in order. Awesome. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.